Has the voice of the enemy caused you to believe you're not good enough? Are the lies of the serpent attempting to steal your joy? Do you want to be emotionally, spiritually, and mentally healthy? And are you ready to believe what God says about you? Then welcome to Elevate, a podcast that will inform and inspire you with the resources to experience hope and healing. My wife, Shannon, is a licensed professional counselor helping individuals heal as they discover God's truth. My name is Myron, and I'm a pastor with over 35 years of ministry experience. Our podcast will provide you with the necessary tools to overcome and be victorious in Christ Jesus. Thank you for subscribing and listening to Elevate. Thank you for tuning in today and giving us a little bit of your time. We appreciate being able to share with you today. And uh, Shannon and I are so excited to be working with you and talking to you. And as we mentioned in our last um, episode, or excuse me, last uh, podcast, we talked about the uh, model and uh, we put the picture on our website, elevateourlife.info. So hopefully you've looked at that and had time to read through that. I want to just make a bold statement here. As we begin this, when when Shannon first saw this and we started talking about it as a couple, um, she said to me, she said, there's only one thing that you can absolutely change on this list, and that's your thoughts. Now, we're not going to get into the thoughts today because we're actually going to talk about circumstances, but what we're going to do, and Shannon's going to go more in depth, but I just want to share with you a little bit here um, and be a little bit vulnerable with you, and and some of you that know me, you know this already, and and those of you that don't, you're about to find out, but uh, I don't like slow drivers. Um, and so, uh, constantly I'll get behind somebody. I'm like, come on, man, if you don't want to drive, get off the road, you know? And, um, it, it, it really does no effect because they don't hear me. Um, and, uh, you know, my wife has said that to me many times. And so I've, I've joked that I'm going to get a bullhorn or start a driving class, uh, neither of which would still be effective. Um, and so if, if I'm coming into Shannon's, you know, counseling session today, and I'm going to want to sit down with her. She's going to tell me that, you know, well, that's the circumstance and it's triggering how you think about it, but you can't change that. I can't change the drivers. You know, uh, I'm not going to get in legislature and pass a bill that, that, you know, mandates you have to drive the right way. Uh, and because then what is the right way? Right. So, uh, recently, I decided to do something. As, as many of you may know, the gas prices have shot up and inflation is out of whack. And so I had to go to uh, Valparaiso uh, for a ministerial uh, meeting. And on the way back, most of the speed limit was about 60 or 55 in a few places. And I'd heard that if you drive 55, you get better gas mileage. I thought, well, I'm going I'm to test that theory. So I set the cruise at 55. And Lo and behold, folks, it worked. I, I literally watched my gas mileage increase. Um, I, I, I went from averaging, my, my truck said 260 miles left on that tank. And when I got home, it said 280. I gained miles. Uh, I was like, wow, this is cool. And it was neat because when I got on to Dodge and on to uh, 680, uh, which is a couple of the roads here in town, People were zipping by me. And I, and I told my wife, I, and I told the church, actually, I said, you know, it's funny. I didn't get angry. And somebody laughed and said, yeah, they were getting angry at you because you were the slow driver. But And I'm not trying to mock the model or, or, or make fun. But I, I want to just kind of share with that to you of, you know, I changed the way I thought about it. And my feelings were much better. 
You know, actions and results were much better. And guess what? You know what? I can't change the circumstance. I can't go out there and make every driver drive the way I think he should. But I can change how Myron thinks about that going forward and make a difference. So, again, we're going to talk about circumstances today. And one of the questions that I've got for you, Shannon, is are there circumstances that can be changed? I know ultimately... We we teach this model, you teach this model, that the thoughts are the only thing, but are there some that can be adjusted in life? And so talk to us about this, share with us about what circumstances are and how, how we can change them, if we can change them. Sure. So the, the quick answer is there are some circumstances that can be changed. And an example of that might be, you know, let's say you're working at a job that you feel underappreciated at. Sure, you can change the circumstance of that by getting up and walking out. Or, you know, I'm, I know, you know, in our church or organization or whatever, sometimes, you know, pastoring is not always um, the easiest job in the world, um, probably one of the hardest. And, you know, it's possible that if, you know, if the circumstance, you know, as it appears, which I'm actually going to divulge a little bit more into that, because I think w- one of the things that we tend to do a lot of as humans is we conflate our what we think is a circumstance but it's really just a thought. And that's really the power of this model is that, you know, clients every single day come in and they just feel hopeless over, over something that's going on. And when they start recognizing that, you know, it's not the circumstance, it's the way they're thinking about the circumstance that is causing them to feel so much pain. All of a sudden there's a whole wealth of, options available and mainly, you know, what I like to call trying on of, you know, different thoughts to see where does that lead in the result line. I'm going to kind of quickly go through. Yeah. Um, I know today we're going to really focus on the circumstance, but I kind of want to explain the model, you know, in its entirety. And then just so you kind of understand, it doesn't sound like we're kind of shotgunning here. Right. So for those of you that have downloaded um, the model, um, or and for those of you that have not, think about it's kind of like a ladder, and at the top of the, the ladder is circumstances. So just picture the word circumstance there, and and then underneath you know that is, is basically our circumstances can trigger our thoughts, or they do trigger our thoughts. And so the second underneath circumstance is thought. Our thoughts then cause our feelings Our feelings then cause our actions and our actions cause the results that we experience in our lives. And so one of the the truths is that the way that we think our thoughts will always be confirmed in the results line. Um, And I, you know, that's what many of you have probably heard as a self-fulfilling prophecy. If we think we can, we probably will. If we think we can't, well, we probably won't. And there's a reason for that. And once we really get through this model, um, uh, you know, I can quickly, let's just take the marvelous subject of weight loss. I think <laughs> you know, all of us are probably on a diet at some time in our life. Um, what many of us might want to think is, you know, the circumstance is I am, you know, I look terrible or I just feel terrible. Um And we think that that's why we feel terrible. And, you know, the more terrible we feel, many of us, that doesn't really motivate us to do anything about it necessarily. So perhaps because we feel, you know, overweight and like, oh, what's the use? I've already, I've already bombed it today. I might as well just go eat more resulting in we're just not 
we're not losing any weight. So with a model that's kind of cleaned up, the circumstance line really isn't anything to do with, I look this way, I feel this way. The circumstance line is... It, it's it's a fact. It's you could literally take the evidence of it to court and to a court of law, and you could prove it. You could you could take a picture of it. You recorded the words that were used. There is no feeling. It's completely neutral. It is nothing but facts. So you take somebody that maybe is feeling overweight or whatever. The circumstance would be what does the scale say? You know. I weigh X amount of weight. That would be a fact. That is, that's provable. You can take a picture of it. What we do then is that fact causes us or it triggers a thought. That's when we start thinking, oh, you know, I, I just look awful or, you know, everybody thinks I am this or whatever the thought is when we see a certain weight on the scale. And because we have the thought, you know, I'm, I'm, I just look awful, then our feeling it might be, you know, depressed, it might be overwhelmed, it might be really frustrated. Um, when we feel that, our actions tend to bring us to do probably nothing about it besides maybe eat more to kind of, I call the, you know, buffering. I feel awful. So I'm going to buffer with eating more food. Um, and the result is again, we don't lose weight. And so if we go back to the circumstance line being a fact that I weigh X amount of weight, if the thought is I'll never lose weight, the feeling is going to be discouraged, unmotivated, Action again, I do nothing about it. Result is I don't lose weight. Let's flip that a little bit. And so the circumstance is exactly the same. But maybe the thought is, you know what? I have lost weight in the past and I know that I can do it again. Because that is my thought that causes me to feel potentially more motivated. When I feel motivated to lose weight, then my, that causes my action, which is, okay, maybe I need to get, you know, the, the fitness app that keeps track of my calories. Perhaps I need to, you know, come up, you know, three days a week, I'm going to, I'm going to jump on the, on the treadmill, um, or, or whatever the case might be. We're going to do action steps that will then result in the losing weight. And so that's just kind of a, um, a rundown of the model. So again, so circumstances are th something that we all encounter in our lives. Um, and these are things that happen in our world that basically, as my husband alluded to earlier, that we cannot control. And an example of that might be um, a circumstance would go under our past or something that has happened to us, um, you know, when we were a child or what, whatever the case is. But, but our past has no control over us because it's come, it's gone, and it, there's really nothing besides maybe learning something from that. We can't go back and change it. And so nothing that we've done or nothing that we have said, um, nothing that someone did to us or said to us or any of that, any, none of that can have any power over us until we have a thought about it. Um, circumstances also include maybe other people's behavior. Um, circumstances include what's going on in the world around us. Um, circumstances, again, like I said earlier, are the facts of our lives. They're neutral until we have a thought about them. And that's where the spiral typically begins. So, you know, you said something there. You mentioned about our past. And, uh, you know, maybe in a later broadcast, I'll share uh, some of what happened uh, with the death of my father last year. But 
during that time, I remember God speaking to me, and I remember sharing it with you that you can't change where you came from, but you can change where you're going. And, you know, so this, you know, helped me uh, as a person, as a pastor, as a husband, as a dad, as well to recognize some things. And I want to just bring out a a biblical concept that kind of takes what what my wife has has shared. And, you know, if, if the Apostle Paul was coming into her office today and wanted to talk about something, I'm going to show you a, a scriptural element without without stretching the scripture beyond its its uh, truth to show you exactly how this model would work. So in 2 Corinthians uh, 1 verse 8, Paul says, We do not want you to be ignorant, brethren, of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were burdened beyond measure above strength so that we despaired even of life. Those were the circumstances. He's in Asia. He's with a team of those ministering with him. They have uh, suffered persecution to the point uh, that they're burdened beyond their ability to uh, accept it. It's above their strength to endure it. And they even despaired of life. In other words, they thought they were going to die. Those are the circumstances. Now, none of those they could change, right? We understand that. But notice what happens as the process works. In verse 9, Paul begins to say how they changed their thoughts. He said, yes, we had the sentence of death in ourselves that we should not trust in ourselves, but in God who raises the dead. Verse 10, who delivered us from so great a death and does deliver us in whom we trust that he will still deliver us. So the changed thoughts about the circumstance, realizing that God can work a purpose out, led to better feelings about what it meant in the first place, which led to watch the action and results in verse 11. Paul then writes to the Corinthians and says, you also helping together in prayer for us that thanks may be given by many persons on behalf for the gift granted to us through many. So the the action led to some worship and some fellowship and some teamwork, and the result was the faith of the church grew as a result. So I hope that that biblical um, narrative can help you to recognize how this model can apply to spiritual situations. So if you're a pastor, a minister listening to this, uh, you know, youth pastor, whatever, you can use this to help uh, your students. I I will interject here, uh, you know, make sure you don't violate laws of counseling and things like that. But beyond that, you can you can use this model to help uh, give spiritual advice. Obviously, if you are in uh, a career that that leads to a coaching and or or a counseling career, you can definitely use this to help people. But again, it's, it's, it's both some professional element to it that can help people overcome things. But I believe there is ample biblical foundation to why it's so important to us. Shannon, do you have any closing comments on this before we wrap up today's session? Well, it might sound complicated, but what I want to really reiterate here is that when you start really doing this, I would encourage you to maybe, you know, what I've done a lot of in my life is just write out the model or print it off and and put your own circumstances into it and, and, and maybe clean up and recognize what you've considered to be, 
you know, the circumstance, uh, you know, the, the unchangeable circumstance of something versus the way that you're thinking about it. And it just puts God, I think, back in control in that, you know what, it, I can't always control or change what people do to me, but I have every control and every bit of ability to change what I think about what people do and what they say. Yes. Um, you know, and, I, and I'm sure we've got, you know, some church people listening, pastors, youth pastors and all of the all of the like. I can tell you, if you can learn to manage your mind. And and what I ask my clients a lot is, you know, w- when we kind of clean up and we get the circumstance and a factual sentence, if you will, um, you know, if, if maybe there's some marital disputes going on and, and man, you just, you just heard, an, you know, 30 minutes of a, a whole bunch of stuff. I can literally clean it up by saying, okay, wife said words, <laughs> you know, it, it's that, it's that simple or husband said words and then, okay, now let's manage what are you really, the pain that we are experiencing here is what we're making those words mean. Um, and that is, I think, um, you know, the control that we have is to say, okay, I can control, I can't control what sister so-and-so said or did. I can't control what my husband or wife or child or boss or whatever the case might be said or did. But what I can control is what I choose to make that mean. And, you know, I, I love to try on different thoughts to say, okay, if, if that is my thought, what, how does that make me feel? Okay. When I feel that way, you know, what do I do? What do I not do? And then what are those actions or what are those inactions resulting for me in my life? Um, it's powerful. It will change your life. It will change your ministry. It will change everything about the way that you see the world and people. You'll have more compassion. You'll have more empathy. Um, you know, when you start realizing, okay, when I show up to this person feeling angry, you know, I say hurtful things. And when I say hurtful things that, you know, destroys relationships, it causes disconnection, you know, in my marriage with or in my ministry or whatever the case might be. But when I show up to this person because I have done some thought work in, in a place of where I feel more, you know, compassion towards them, I say different words. I'm not as harsh. And when I show up and I'm able to be compassionate and say things kindly, then the result of that is, you know what, conflict gets resolved much better. My marriage is in a much better place. We have so much less conflict. And it just works. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And so Amen. that I take that very literal. And what do I want to be? And I get to choose and create that. Create the life I want by how I choose to think about and what I make circumstances in my life mean. And I think that's a good ending for this, but also a good setup for what we're going to talk about in our next episode, and that's thoughts. And it might be a couple episodes on that because of of how deep our thoughts are. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So, again, we want to thank you for um, subscribing and uh, sharing this with, uh, you know, the platform you listen on, all your friends. Thank you for giving us some stars. Uh, Again, check out our website, elevateourlife.info. As well, there's a place on there that you can email us or ask questions, and we would love to answer those for you. Uh, Until next time, we hope that you have a blessed day. Again, thank you for your time. Have a wonderful day.